So, yeah, they're banging in the pool. There's a fucking orgy going on in the pool. Got to clean the pool. Yeah. If the movie has any redeeming quality whatsoever, it's this fucking rope. Crapolet. Crapolet. This whole story yes. is crapolet. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Sucksters, to another episode of What the Suck, Season 3, Episode 13. Unlucky 13, and God, do we have a good one for you tonight. Oh, yeah. It is 2010's Terror Trap, uh, or as I like to call it, kind of a hillbilly hostile kind of ripoff kind of thing, you know. You know, so if, if you know, if you've seen the movie Hostel and the Beverly Hillbillies and you throw them together, this is what you, you kind of, you kind of get where this is going from, oh, a bunch yeah. of Marty, from a bunch of Mardi Gras mask wearing motherfuckers out there. All right. The synopsis of this horseshit. When their car breaks down in a small town in rural Louisiana, that ought to tell you something right there. Oh, boy. A, a young couple are directed to a motel by the local sheriff, played by Bill Ingvall. I'll explain that later. Which turns out to be a trap. You don't say. It's a trap! It's a terrorist. It's a terror trap. That's right. The motel owner is intent on torturing the couple, and they struggle to survive the night. But, yeah, there's a lot of stuff they leave out of that synopsis. But oh, yeah. We'll get to that. Initial release date of October 10th, 2010. Director was Dan Garcia. Screenplay by Dan Garcia. Producer Dan Garcia. Music composed by Ryan Dufresne and Andrew Marcus. It's too bad it wasn't Andrew Dufresne. I know, right? That's pretty and cool. Ryan Marcus. That would have worked. That'd been great. But anyway, starring Jeff Fahey, Michael Madsen, David James Elliott, and Heather Marie Marsden, and a bunch of other motherfuckers that we won't even bother. Don't even up need with. to bring them fuckers up. Don't, don't. That's a waste of breath. Mm-hmm. This does have a wonderful, wonderful Rotten Tomato score. Dig this. All the all the critics, of course, gave it a pass. No reviews by any critic. Zero. But on an audience rating of over two hundred and fifty, it just says two fifty plus. You know, it's like they just phoned that one in. We have a 12% audience score. I'm digging it. So Cause that's like right up our alley kind of shit. So like like what? Uh, 27 stupid like motherfuckers 20... like this? <laughs> 27 people were drunk when they saw it and actually enjoyed what they saw. Oh, my God. So, but, uh, yes, that's where we stand with that. Well, this might have helped, but my name is James, and with me always is my awesome co-host and brother from another mother, Mr. Chris Davila. How are you doing this evening, sir? Doing good, man. Looking forward to talking to the, about this movie. Um, you know, it, it uh, compared to the other things we've watched, it's uh, a lot more competent, but then there's uh, certain aspects of the story that are completely incompetent, and so I'm... Really looking forward to talking about that. Um, but before we do that, why don't we why don't we go ahead and go over the rating system for the fine folks? Why don't we? All right. As everybody knows, or whether you don't know, we don't really give a flying fuck. You know, you pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> ADHD, whatever the fuck. Anyway, we actually rate all of our movies on a turd emoji scale, rating one through five. One being 
the classics, the ones you want to keep, and then we have the five turd, which is the ones you'll want to watch at least once, because like I said, we do want you to watch all these movies, and, uh, and that's the one where you're going to go watch it, and you're going to dive off a balcony, run in front of a train, something like that, smoke a huge blunt, something to get it out of your skull. Oh, yeah. The other, the other... The other turds, you know, the other turd progressions will just determine how much alcohol, you know, like a two turd, you know, that's still a pretty decent movie. And that's one you're going to want to play a drinking game with your friends, have fun with it. Three, you're going to drink heavily. Four, you're going to want to put yourself into a coma, you know, and then like (laughs) I said, five is just all over. Now, every once in a while, we do have the, what we call the golden six turd, which is a total avoidance, but we won't bother with that tonight. Cause I don't think we have that here, but, uh, that we bring that out on special occasions for movies that have zero horror value. Uh, zero watchability. Without, absolutely. man. Well, without further ado, and since I've done this all backwards, cause we're kind of rusty anyway, cause we've been, we've been down for a couple of weeks, folks, oh, yeah. dealing with some stuff here in Texas, you know, how the weather was and the water and the electricity and all that mess. So, Recording wasn't uh, reliable, you know. We, you know, the internet wasn't staying up very long and stuff like that. Yeah, so. we we had more important things to worry about, uh, like mostly staying alive. Yeah, yeah, true that. Yeah, so yeah, and plus we do this shit for free, so y'all can fucking wait. <laughs> All right. So, without further ado, my good man, what do you say we uh, tear into this lovely motion picture? Let's do it, man. I'm excited. Pretty lady here, a ride down to a little motel about 15 minutes down the road. Welcome to the finest digs in Parish. The sheriff brought us here, said you could guess what. The sheriff brought you here. So your room tonight will be complimentary. I'm definitely catching a disease tonight. Wow, now that is a motel mirror. You can almost see yourself in this mirror. Well, you know, I just love the smell of mm, blood money. People will always pay money to see blood hit the floor. You gotta stay calm. Well, hello there, big city boy. Looks like you find yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. That is, if you make it to the car, you can drive out of here. If you don't, well, you don't. You got to go in there and kill that soldier right now. He's gonna be a problem. I said not yet. I'm the law! I took it all! Michael Madsen, Jeff Fahey, David James Elliott, Terror Trap. Every room has a view. From American World Pictures. Okay. Yeah. I I suddenly have the desire to sit on a porch and whittle and put a piece of straw in my teeth and sit back and watch some good old murders happen. Whale shucks. Um, 
what am I to where am I to start with this? Usually um, at the beginning. Yeah, but I will preface this whole thing by saying this has all been done before, in one fashion or another, and better. Uh, yeah, and better. Uh, the movie had some strong points. Uh, had a lot of really you know shit points to it. Um, and it took a little while to get going. As usual, I don't know why the hell they do this. They make these movies 90 fucking minutes long, and 45 minutes of it is complete waste. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could go to an hour, hour and 15 minutes, and you could have made this movie work a hell of a lot better by cutting out the bullshit. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, yeah, there was easily half an hour they could have cut out, and, and it would have made no difference other than to speed oh the movie along. God. Absolutely. Now, I will give it this. It had a nice intro, great graphics, good blood effects, and some really funky-ass shit going in the starting. It had good music, and I liked it. I thought, hey, you know what? This may be all right. Problem is, we're not in the all right business. You <laughs> no, we're not. You know, we're really not. We're really not. So, like I said, next season we're going to go back to the streaming total crap movies. Uh, because we bought all these movies, which we will be giving away at the end of the season. Oh, so yeah, stand by for details on that. That's right. We'll, we'll give you details after the episode, after we're done with this mess. Because I want to get I want to get through it while I can still retain because I lost IQ points watching this motherfucker. Yeah, if, so. if you want uh, if you want good <laughs> horror movies, there are plenty of other podcasts out there that do that. So go listen to them. This is not for good horror movies. Nope. And this one was middle of the road at best. At uh, best. So what we do... We'll go ahead and just jump in. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, you got your first scene here. You got Blondie here driving. She's drinking, obviously depressed because her boyfriend's done left or he's acting like an asshole. You know, so instantly they're setting up the white man bad. <laughs> 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 We're evil, misogynistic bastards, you know, and all this crap. Um, so she weaves. And here comes who I call Sheriff Bill Ingvall at your service, played by Jeff Fahey. Uh, but I call him Bill Engel because he's got the long hair and the beard and all this stuff. So he reminded me of Mr. What? Here's your sign. <laughs> um, well, he'll always be a lawnmower man to me. So Yeah, and, like, and it didn't take long to establish. He got out, you know, pulls her over. She's trying to get off the hook. He's, oh God, I hate this shit. And, and it's because it's so damn typical. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And, and he makes her get out of the car, but he yells at her. Which kind of upped the ante a little bit. You're like, holy shit. You know, it came out of nowhere. It was like, and of course, makes her spread and one side and the other, checks for weapons and all this stuff, sure. And um, basically gives her a choice. Says, I can either take you to this hotel, and I, and, the, and the room is on me, so right there you're thinking, oh shit. What a pervert. Or, or you can go spend the night in jail. So she selects the hotel, of course. And this is the last we see of her for a while. He puts her in the car disappears and drives off and then we get a brief introduction of the soon to be uh you know perpetrator of evil we've got uh Madsen here whatever his face is mm -hmm. what's that guy's name he's been in he's been in lots of movies you'd know this guy so yeah obviously obviously he had rent to pay so he he went ahead and said all right I'll do it whatever the hell I know him best as Jimmy from uh, Thelma and Louise because I liked his character in that movie, mm -hmm. and also he did uh, he played the main character, the main antagonist in the movie uh, with uh, Charlie Sheen, who did that movie on uh, when he was an undercover narc. Oh God, what was that called? 
damn it, he was a biker. You know, there are bikers and stuff like that. Well, anyway, but those that's where I know him from mostly. Oh, he was also Bump Bailey in the movie uh, The Natural, if you ever saw that. So, he was also in... <laughs> he's been in quite a bit. I mean, he was in Reservoir Dogs, and he's been in a bunch of stuff. Well, that is true. But the problem is we're giving this asshole way too much credit because the son of a bitch is only yeah, in true. a movie here and there anyway. So, but like I said, these two guys are talking, and not much is said. You're like, why should we care? These guys, you know, and and exactly, exactly. So we get another scene jump, and then we are introduced to our two main characters, uh, dumb shit, and I don't know what the hell did I nickname them, but uh, anyway, these are our main two characters. Uh, we got a ex so-called marine. And a blonde bimbo who is a biggest total bitch, bitch in I mean, the world. God like there was mighty. Oh my Nag. god! I, I did not Ugh. find one redeeming quality <laughs> about this bitch the entire movie, and she got on my nerves from scene one. Yeah, you know. And if anybody's ever had a nagging spouse, either on either side, and your sphincter start tightening up just by watching a movie, you know the bitch is pulling it off. So yeah, she's doing her job. She's. She, oh yeah, absolutely. But uh, but then what we get here is they're driving down the road, just putting along, doing their thing, and this car pulls up behind them. It's it's a it's a no it's a non-starter at the moment. You're just like, what the hell's going on? But he pulls up behind them, puts on these extremely mm-hmm. bright lights, and then zips around them, and he just goes on. And you're like, what the hell? You know. So you're like, okay, something's you know some shit's about to go down. Something's bound to happen, and out of nowhere, here comes a car coming back around the corner the other direction and sideswipes the hell out of them, you know, knocks them off the road. They slow down, and then the son of a bitch backs up and slams into them again. So, obviously, it was his job yep. to cripple their vehicle. He hauls ass. You know, after he does that, he hauls that, and the guy just gets out of the car. What the fuck, man? So, then we get about, oh, ten minutes of useless husband-wife dialogue, and of course, they call the cops, and who shows up other than Bill Ingvall again? (laughs) Hippie cop. Now, he actually takes them to the rent-by-a-minute, I call it the the rent-by-the-minute flea trap. I mean, this ain't even Mm rent-by-the-hour kind of establishment. This place is a royal shithole. And he takes them there, and... They check in, they go in the room, they bang on the door, that's right, they bang on the door, they get the key, they go in the room, and instantly start criticizing everything about the room. Oh my god, it's filthy, this, that, and the other, and blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's like, holy shit. Yeah, I mean, let's let's negate the fact that the sheriff was just creepy and and annoying from the beginning, but, I mean... But he was eerily kind of, his character was kind of cool in an eerie fashion, because he was was unstable, you could tell. You know, so you're just waiting for him to do something drastic. And at that point, he hadn't. But, you know, he keeps you waiting and you're like, what the hell's going and on with I, this shit? I feel like I, I, I try to say usually I don't complain about a gift horse or a free room, but that room was fucking disgusting. That shit was nasty. It was disgusting. Yeah, nasty yeah, as yeah. hell. Yes, it was. But, and you know, and there was a fact that, that I don't know if you reckon, you know, if you uh, noticed this or not, but when they pulled up. There was trash in the parking lot, abandoned. There were no cars. They were the they were the only car in the parking lot, but yet there were lights on in several rooms. Okay, so at the moment you're going, why in the hell 
is this, you know, why the hell are all these lights on, but there's nobody no there? Cars. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so like I said, that's when you get the feeling we have like a hillbilly hostile thing going on because they're, they're, they're basically collecting victims. And then, <laughs> then we get treated to this room full of yo-yos. So it turns out that they've got people there, these guys in these damn, uh, those less stupid masks. What was it? Uh, oh, the Mardi Gras mask? You know yeah, the Mardi Gras mask. Yeah. And now that they've got some victims for the evening to entertain, they page a bunch of people. And since we've got, uh, as I call him, you know, Bill Ingvall, the sheriff, mm-hmm. we now get a guy at the bar. I swear to God, he it's like they did this shit on purpose. We get Larry the Cable Guy doing the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get this character, but he's like, all right, I'm on the way, blah, blah, blah. Well, you're th- like, okay, what are these guys going to do? Because you're sitting here thinking, okay, this is like a hostile situation. They're going to dem- come and torture it. But what it turns out to be is this twofold thing where they have an audience who's in one of the rooms mm-hmm. watching all these cameras, uh-huh. and then they have these Mardi Gras motherfuckers that are killing all the people. Are torturing the people, and you're like, who the hell's there? I mean, you only saw him kidnap the one girl, you know, but you didn't know at this point. You know, I mean, you suspected, of course, right? And then these two, but it turns out they don't even, they only have these three. They've got this whole room full of like Russian hookers. Oh, that people yeah, are beating the right. shit out of that they were beating the shit out, and they're taking their time, and uh, it was crazy. But what was funny is when they got in their room. There was somebody screaming next door, bloody fucking murder. You know, they're like, holy shit. You know, you could hear the, the woman screaming and stuff. And the woman's rolling her bitchy little eyes. So the guy gets out of the room. He goes next door and knocks on the door. The guy opens the door. He's like blood all over his hands. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> he said, hey, you want to keep the noise down, please? You know, murdering is make too, you know, makes too much noise. And I'm trying to get some sleep here. Yeah, my wife's a bitch you know, and she so, won't shut the fuck up. Yeah. Please shut up. But they're right fucking next door yeah to where this shit is going on and yet they're like gee that's peculiar <laughs> uh, exactly it, it really gets annoying so until oh my god this is ridiculous it gets all the way as a matter of fact i'm gonna jump all the way up here and skip all the preliminary shit because nothing really gets going until 42 44 mm. when finally kill one when one of the townsfolk decides to cut, I don't know if it was just one of these other guys, because what it is, they get all these people together, and they're outside arguing and smoking and stuff like this. These are obviously the hotel patrons. Mm-hmm. These are the, the, the patrons who come to watch and perpetrate the torture on these people, you know, the hillbilly hostels, right. whatever. Well, anyway, one guy gets too tired, I guess he's sick of this dude lipping off, and he just slices the fuck out of this dude's throat, which is an awesome blood effect. Yeah, it is. And it was a it was a good kill. I was yeah. like, holy shit. And on screen. And it was on screen, so it definitely counts. And then that's when I dubbed it the Mardi Gras murders, you know, when I was watching it. And then inching forward, it starts to roll from there. Mm-hmm. Because then you see the hotel manager, he's on his computer logged in. He's sending emails to people telling them to bring the ass on. And uh sheriff's sitting kind of in a shaded corner. And the hotel manager starts actually talking shit to him. And the sheriff gets up like he's going to quick draw on his ass. He tells me, you ever talk to me like that again, boy, I'll kill you and shit. So, of course, got a, sh- the, a short fuse. Yeah, so the greaser manager finally backs the fuck down. What happens anyway, the husband 
you know, the noise is continuing next door. So the Jireen, he goes outside and, you know, he's wearing a baby blue shirt and shit like this. And you're like, yeah, this dude's a fucking Marine, sure. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, it's all right. He goes next door again because the noise is still happening. And instead of actually knocking on the door, he actually peeks through the curtains and he sees some guy in there chopping the shit out of this bitch. Mm-hmm. And what's cool about it, you don't actually see the kill because he pulls back and he starts to walk back the room. But yet the screams emanating from this room were actually freaking awesome. Yeah, they were good. It sounded pretty damn real. So yeah. I was like, holy shit. So good I job to her. Props. It was. It was very well acted. So he you know he witnesses this and he goes back to his room next door and puts the chain on the door like that's going to stop a bunch of hillbillies with axes and shit. Yeah. But uh, you know whatever. And then that's when you discover the room full of peeping freaks. You know the peeping fucks as I called them. You know because uh, then we discover that the entire motel is wired with cameras everywhere, and they're just sitting in there talking what they're going to do, and finally. We get another, and this kill I thought was awesome. At about 52.15, we finally get a glimpse of what some of these guys are doing. I guess the perpetrators of the violence, you know, the ones putting on the show for all these uh, other bozos that are sitting in a room, you know, beating their meat, eating popcorn, doing whatever, <laughs> watching people get killed. Um, we get this skull-crushing kill where this dude has this other guy on the ground and he's just basically bashing his skull in and it shows it. Yeah. It doesn't it does. show the killer, but it shows like a hammer or something hitting this guy's head and it just busts him up. And I mm-hmm. had to give him mad props. The blood effects were spectacular. Yeah. Real good, really good blood. Oh yeah. I, I, I have to give it to him on that. The effects so far are great. The a- Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Acting leaves way too much to be desired, except for some of the victims. They actually were quite convincing. But all these other yo-yos? Okay, so after the skull-crushing kill, we get our two two, uh, schmucks... (laughs) The gyrene and the bitch. I'm just going to call her the bitch. That's just the only way it is. They get a phone call from the hotel manager, and he tells them, if you can get to the car, you can leave. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, right. Like, they're going to leave the keys in the car. Well, they try to cross the damn lot, and then all of a sudden, all these fucks come out of nowhere trying to kill them. And one of them throws a knife at them. You know, which is hilarious. They corner them. And these guys are not very uh, not very bright killers. I mean, they're pretty damn stupid. They don't know how to corner nobody. <laughs> they're not very fast. 
but uh, they basically keep him corralled. And at one point, one of the guys, one of these murderers, who obviously is a good knife thrower, spears one right in the wall next to him. And does does he, does he grab the knife, Chris? No. He doesn't grab the knife to arm himself against these maniacs. No. He walks away from the fucking knife. He no, doesn't if, walk. If he, he, was a, he runs from the damn thing. Like, the knife is right fucking there. Just grab the damn knife. It's, don't You have no weapons. Grab one. Yep. So he, And then they try to get to the car, and then the car fucking just explodes. So they had it wired. You know? So I kind of had those details backwards. Sorry about that. But anyway, it was funny, because he didn't grab the knife. They, they start chasing him, and the... This this part is poor. I'm very sorry to say that the pursuit of the killers is pretty damn stupid. Yeah. And they can't get through the wall, and they put the chain on the door again like that's going to stop all these motherfuckers. Then we get our we go back to Larry the Cable Guy and the rest of these pud whackers sitting in this room watching the shit. They got a bunch of idiotic, fat, stupid-looking rednecks and one hot chick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the one hot chick comes from, but she's just in there. Yeah. I guess she and she's married to the director or something. Yeah. But... Uh, the phone keeps ringing and shit, and I'm like, ah, room service, you know, and all this shit. And I'm like, because they keep calling them and teasing them and telling them you're going to die and all this shit. So then we get another, you know, 10-minute do-nothing pause. They're just watching cameras. Nothing happens. I, I do I do want to point out that, uh, and, and continuing with how useless the, the wife character is and, and why they have no weapons, back when they were picked up by the sheriff, uh, the husband had a handgun in a bag in yes. the back trunk and he wanted to take it, but his dumbass wife said not to take it. So she is to blame for all of this bullshit. Cause if he had had a gun, is. they would have, this movie would have been a lot shorter. Yeah. It'd have been like, here we come. Pap, 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 pap. Exactly. Roll the credits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after about another 10 minutes of boredom and bullshit, um, you know, because there's these lulls in the movie, but but fortunately things start to pick up a little bit. Because mm-hmm. about one one oh three and nine hour and three minutes and nine seconds exactly, there's uh, one of the patrons is in the room. Patrons. <laughs> one of the patrons who's watching the show go in there to look at all these Ukrainian hookers they got stashed in this room for some reason. And the guy behind him just cuts his fucking throat in what I call a sprinkler system kind of thing. Because <laughs> he just, oh man, he sliced the hell out of it. And that dude blit, and he, they were like, the dude was like spraying all the horrors on purpose. Like he wanted them covered <laughs> with blood and shit. It was hilarious. I was like, damn, you know, getting them off. I guess it gets them off or some shit. Who knows? Uh, but I've come to the conclusion at this point, you know, that, uh, this couple is, they're they are just dumb as dog shit. They haven't done a damn thing. No. And then Freddy the Fireman shows up outside. And any dumbass knows, you know, in this situation, all these killers, there's no fucking fire at this place. There's nothing going on. Why in the hell are you going to go out the room and go out to the fireman? So the fireman. <laughs> well, he came for the, uh, the, the car that was on fire. Oh, I suppose so. Yeah, but, some I don't know who called I don't know who they said called them, but some somebody called or somebody saw the fire and called the fire department. But here's the problem with that. When does a when does a fire truck, a standard fire truck, show up with one fucking fireman? Well, apparently in this movie, Chris. Um, that makes no sense. <laughs> and what also no doesn't budget. make any sense. Hey, you what, gotta forget no budget. They probably had to pay Fahey and, and Marsden a whole 
most of the money, you know. So true, and this leads to another frustrating frustrating moment for me, where where the couple is trying to talk to this fucking fireman and tell him what's going on, but they're not making any sense. They're they're they're, they're acting erratically, which I get. They're they're uh, they're under stress, but instead of talking to the guy, just get in the goddamn truck and take off. Like the the door is open to the fire truck, you know. And the whole time they're trying to convince this fucking dude. Instead of trying to convince him, just fuck that. Just get in the in the truck. And take the hell off, but they don't. They never even get in the truck because they end up being chased off by one of the yokels. It, and it's ridiculous, you know. That's stupid, like you said, because they were inside. They got rid of the one, but that allowed the Mardi Gras bunch to show up and ruin the party for them. Yeah, you know. So they had to flee. And then, uh, what's funny is they go. Oh God, they run back to the room. And what what's fucking funny is the killers knock on the door. Like, like these motherfuckers are going to open the door. <laughs> shit. And I'm like, you got to be joking. I was like, that is fucking retarded. Um, but at least it didn't waste too much more time. Dumbass finally gets his hands on the knife because somebody manages to punch the door in mm-hmm. and reaches their hand through. And he actually is able to disarm one of them finally and what did he actually picks up the knife this time yeah holy shit what a concept it only took this asshole an hour and 10 minutes of the movie to figure out to fight back right but what what's good about it he gets that and he goes outside and he knifes the living fuck out of one of the mardi gras boys yeah stabs him in the fucking throat i mean just takes him out which i thought was pretty cool it was a good kill and then we have the powder blue marine on parade out there and if there are any marines listening to shows no disrespect but I'm just call them that because it's easier so what is interesting is that like as as soon as as soon as the marine gets a weapon he actually starts becoming a badass and starts taking people out one at a time but just, like just all of a sudden remembers how to be a man yeah but it's not until he gets a weapon in his hand before that he's completely useless yeah because you know well he was henpecked as fuck the whole damn movie yeah true good point had him in shit uh but what's cool is he busts one of these guys, I guess, gets in his room or some shit, or he goes on the attack, and he takes this fucker down and throws him on a bed, and he knifes the living shit out of him. Oh, somebody. yeah, that was cool. And while he's doing that, stupid bitch runs out to the car. Stupid, 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 but I guess she needed her IUD or some shit. Uh, tries to get in the trunk, and she gets fucking jacked. Now, I don't mean killed. She gets knocked the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the guy didn't just kill her ass, but who knows? It was the uh, sheriff fuckstick. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I'm trying to get my head together here. Uh, <laughs> <but> he <laughs> takes her out with one backhand and knocks the living shit out of her. And then, uh, okay, and after she is dispatched, apparently he takes her off somewhere because she's not out there. So, uh powder blue marine runs back to the trunk and he's actually going to look for what she looked for which is apparently the pistol that they thought would still be in the trunk but it wasn't mm-hmm. so he sees one of the uh, mardi gras boys stick their face out and the guy just starts walking down the sidewalk so he runs up behind him and knifes the shit out of him too yeah which is good i mean he takes his throat out he grabs him takes him in the room throws him down and just hacks the living fuck out of him i thought it was awesome what is that? Kill four? Kill five? Oh, yeah, that's kill five. Actually. Kill five, all right. Four kill number five, of course, which was awesome. And yeah. then, not two minutes later, the greasy ass manager is actually in the room 
that when he uh they went and they crashed him through a door or some shit. Yeah. And that's when he took that boy out for number five. And then the greasy ass manager is in there with his money and shit and he tries to make a deal with him and says, Hey man, just take off. I got nothing to do with this, you know, blah blah blah. Yeah. And so he doesn't take that, you know No. Doesn't take that too lightly and he fucking just blows that motherfucker away. Hits him, shoots him right in the forehead. It's one of my, it's my, it's my favorite kill. I think of the whole, the whole movie. Yeah, right in the forehead. Bam. And then, and then while that's happening, we get a flash screen, a flash scene of two of the Mardi Gras boys tying up his wife while he's confronting this guy. <laughs> and it's hilarious because I'm like, what kind of rope are they using? It's like the the rope they used in high school, the clown yeah, rope. Yeah, because it's, <laughs> it's like huge. I'm like, this is like clown shit. It's like yeah. Flintstones crap. Okay, so now that uh, Rambutt here has a weapon, he has a he has a pistol now and has some rounds. He actually goes and kicks in the door, looking for his wife, obviously. Uh, finds her, but then he kicks in the door, and that's the room full of assholes watching the TV. <laughs> They're all watching the game show, so he just begins to unload on these fucks. He takes two of them out for kill seven and kill eight. Just kills two of them, the rest of them haul ass. Yeah. So they're they're gone, and then. What happens is the sheriff goes out in the parking lot to confront, and he gets shot, and they take off. But what is funny is the guy he was working with, I guess, what's his name? I call him Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so after he smoked all these turds, the cop has his wife in the back of the patrol car. That's right, and he's chasing his ass around the parking lot. So he opens up on him, stupidly wasting all of his bullets. You know, and I was like, come on, you've got to be kidding me. And um, so what happens is they get into a struggle. You know, Sheriff Ingvall and and the Powder Blue Marine get in a fight and they start fighting each other. And uh, I think Powder Blue Boy gets his hands on a fucking crowbar or she does. And she crowbars the shit out of him. No, he he does because she's still in the back. That's right. So what happens is after he's chasing this fucker through the parking lot and they get in a fist fight and he actually gets the upper hand on him. And so he comes in too close and he kicks him in the knee. That's right. And takes him down. The guy starts to struggle and then he crowbars the living hell out of this guy. Doesn't kill him, but knocks the living shit out of him, which is cool. And that works. Of course, I'd have smashed his skull in because he's the one that caused the whole damn problem. But what's cool is later on, you know, after they take off with the cop car the at the Motel Royal Vista, by the way. I wanted to give the name of the hotel just in case. So if you ever come across this place, keep driving. You know, you don't want to you don't want to go there. So they they get the hell out and they're long gone. And then for, uh, you know, Sheriff Ingle's still laying in the park lot. He's all fucked up. And then here comes uh, Jimmy. You know, Mr. Thelma Louise, whatever. I don't even know what his character name is. <laughs> Just call him Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen. There you go. Comes out there, and Sheriff's talking to him. He says, help me up, man. So he blows. He, he, he basically kills his ass. He says, you're worthless. You're broken. You're a piece of shit. Paralyzed. Fuck you. Bam. Blows his fucking head off for kill number nine, which is also very cool. Yes. You know, I, I do like those cold-blooded kind of murders in these movies because he's, he's sitting there talking shit to him like, yeah, that's pretty fucked up, ain't it? Huh? You know, all this other shit. So Michael, you know, he has his suitcase full of money and everything. Everybody else is dead, so he got all the money. And he walks away, and the screen fades, 
and we get our couple walking down the street, and then we go to a funeral, which I failed to mention at the beginning. It opened the the show opened up with a funeral, but it was very very brief. Turns out it's the funeral of the little blonde chick that was arrested at the first movie because she did get killed, you know, and tortured, but you didn't see her death on screen, but they did right. see her body at one point. And then the little, one of the bald pricks that was working for him at the hotel, Jimmy's, uh, that's right. Jimmy comes up to him, he's pointing the gun at him. You think, Oh guy's going to shoot this guy, but he doesn't. But what's cool about it is he walks away. You know, the guy's cowering in front of him. He's like, Oh shit, I didn't mean to, you know, it, you know, he, he knows he fucked up and everything. And this, <laughs> and I love it because he just walks away cool and calm. And then we get the kill number 10, which I love because it's a barbecue. But the thing is, it didn't just blow the car up. What was cool about this one is the guy actually got out of the car on fire and was thrashing and shit and oh, fell the fuck down. Yeah. So that was actually a pretty damn decent kill. Yeah. And then that's it. You know, after he, he he jumps out and he flies down, bam! I mean, the, the the explosion looks enormous, but the guy gets out, falls down, dead, burned up, killed ten, mm-hmm. movie over. That's it. And that's it. Yeah. The that's credits it. start rolling. There's no redemption for nope. for you know for any of it. I mean, yeah, they killed pretty much everybody that had something to do with their night. You know, they killed the Mardi Gras boys. They killed the sheriff. They killed you know. You know, the motel manager. Everybody got taken out except old, old Mr. Michael, you know. He got away in the end, but he actually didn't do anything directly to him anyway. So I guess there's a sequel out there somewhere. Who cares? God, I hope not. I hope not either. Um, so, heh, after all that, sorry if it was a little all over the place, but, you know, that's how these movies are. Yeah. What did you think of this movie, my friend? What is your assessment? Uh, my assessment is that um, it's it's a little too long, um, quite a bit too long, and there were, like I said, a lot of places where there were lulls, and a lot of unnecessary story, and then a lot of bad choices by the scriptwriter for the characters, like we mentioned, the the knife, and the fucking um, what was the other thing? Oh, and the, the uh. The fire truck and all that shit, just really bad choices. I mean, just made the, the husband look incompetent and then made the, the wife a real bitch. Like, you don't even care that she lives or not. Like, Oh, my God. Like, yes. I don't care. Just kill her. Kill her now, please. Yep. Um, and she lived. Damn it. She freaking lived. That sucks. Yeah. And all, all like the main characters, you know, their acting was fine. It was it was it was passable. Um, like you said, the story had been it's, it's not a new story. It's it's been done before in better movies. Uh, and overall, I, I, I can't see myself really watching it again after this time. So I'm going to have to go <laughs> with a four. Ooh. Yeah. That's, oh yeah. That's, that's pretty blistering, but you know what? I'm not far off from you there. Yeah. I, uh, I agree on your points. Definitely too long. Way yes. too long. Uh, you know, shitty horror movies don't need to be 90 minutes long. No. You know, like our, our, beloved thanks killing was like an hour and it was one of the best that's ever been done as far as shitty horror is concerned (laughs) (laughs) this the acting i give it props i thought the acting was quite good in spots you know i thought the sheriff's character was good you know he he maintained an evil asshole he he had explosive outbursts at the right time he's fairly well acted of course you know michael's part he was just the same slow talking cool you know i ain't gonna do he's the same guy in every movie anyway uh 
the hotel manager and all the other idiots, yeah, you know, they didn't speak much. So, and then, but yeah, the the main character, the 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 bitch, she just annoyed the living shit out of me. I mean, but if that was her, if that was the director's intent, is to have her annoy the shit out of us, being a nagging bitch, he succeeded brilliantly. Um, the blood effects were really good. I liked the blood effects. When we did get blood, it was good. The kills were good. They were good, brutal kills. They weren't just little half-ass kills. They were, you know, brutal, hard-fought kills, stabbings, you know, crowbar bashings, gunshots to the head, shit like that. Good kills. Um... So I'm not going to be quite as mean to it, but like I said, there was way too much wasted space. They could have easily condensed this movie down. Uh, I also felt, like I said, it piggybacked off other ideas, uh, so I didn't feel it was very original. Uh, so I'm actually going to give this a three turd. Oh, wow. I'm going okay. go to go middle of the road. Uh, drink heavily if you watch it. Uh, you might want to watch it once, maybe twice. To see if you missed anything, but I really don't see anybody watching that. But I can't give it a five because it's not like really that god awful. Because I think the killing and the blood effects and stuff were actually, you know, actually pretty damn good considering the low budget, you know. But uh, that's my take on it, man. Three turds. All right, three turds, man. Crazy. Okay, not bad. I mean, again, the acting wasn't the worst, and the story wasn't like I mean, it was it was bad, but not terrible. We've seen a lot worse, so I, I just didn't think. Oh it, God, yeah, it didn't deserve a, a five, but it's it's definitely far from a one for sure. Oh, amen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, all right, man. Well, why don't you uh, why don't you tell the folks at home um, where they can send their friends to and tell them all about our other things going on as well? Indeed, I shall, sir. You can find us, of course, on the big three evil the. The, the the trilogy of evil i call them now the axis of evil yeah yeah you go the axis of evil facebook instagram and twitter under what the suck podcast we are also on youtube we have a great youtube channel and i think we've got two of our three seasons we've got two and a half seasons in i think uh so we've got i think two of those seasons are fully uploaded uh we also have a patreon page if you'd like to support the show uh, very inexpensive. We have one, five, and ten dollar levels. Uh, if you want to go check those out, patreon.com forward slash what the suck, all one word. Uh, we have T Public as well. If you like some what the suck merchandise, it's tpublic.com. Just look for what the suck podcast. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're everywhere you can f- you can find the shows, man. If if you you know, trust me. Um, if you ever care to go and give us a rating, we'd love to have that. If you go to Apple Podcasts or our YouTube channel, uh, like our episodes, rate us, you know, let us know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bud. Well, another, uh, another fun time, another fun episode. I'm looking yeah, forward to you, the next one. These need to get shittier though. We yeah, they really do. Upgrade, we need to upgrade the corniest. The corniness and the in the you know just the general sloppy nature because right. like I said you know it, I I'm I'm not criticizing us for our ideas this season but man the movies we picked we thought they were gonna be total garbage they I mean most of them are but they are way too damn long this is hard to do you know this is hard to do on a movie that's ninety minutes long <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah but God hope we'll go back to the streaming uh, streaming next season. And uh, 
get back to our original format on that as well. You know, we tried to we tried to shake it up a little bit this season, and it's just the way it works. But you know what? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> All right, my friend. You have a good night. All right, man. Well, uh, this is Chris, and I'll see you all on the next uh, Suck Fest. And this is James, and if it ain't on What the Suck, it ain't shit. <laughs>